Fight Podcast, hosted by Sergio Vicente. The Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats is a Chicago-based healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company. They deliver healthy, organic, custom meals directly to your home or office. For those of you not in Chicago, Sage Eats also offers online fitness mentoring where your personal fitness mentor will send you four weeks worth of workouts that are customized to your body and your goals. Your mentor is available seven days a week to answer questions and offer support. Sign up for Sage Eats at W www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Now here's your host of the FIGHT podcast, Sergio Vicente. Yeah, what up, what up, what up? And welcome back to the FIGHT podcast. I am your host, Serge Vicente, and yo, it's episode 91 we're already up at 91, man. Um, today, I have a great show for you guys. I had a pleasure of having an amazing conversation. But before I go ahead and get to that, remember, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off of your first three months. Remember to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast and follow me at Serge Vicente. Support the show. Check us out on the website, thefightpodcast.com. Subscribe, listen, rate and share the fight podcast is everywhere podcasts are available so go ahead and check us out man all right so check it out man today i know i've been teasing it for a while um i'm always trying to bring you guys amazing content today i had a unique pleasure of speaking to justin big pretty willis man justin willis is currently the ufc's number 10 ranked heavyweight with an eight and one record fresh off of a win against the legend mark hunt and he trains out of the great american kickboxing academy in san jose california justin check it out man is a super cool dude he isn't what a lot of people may think of when you think of a fighter. He has an interesting story and isn't afraid to call life as he sees it, pointing out injustice and having the conversations that most people will find super uncomfortable. Justin is a fighter, a philosopher, a martial artist, a college grad, an activist, and somebody who fully believes that when it is all said and done, he will be MMA's GOAT. This is by far, man, one of my favorite convos I have ever had here on the Fight Podcast. We discuss life, injustice, actual brown pride, beating legends, tied to Avasa, and his next fight on March 23rd in Nashville, Tennessee, against the number four ranked Curtis Blades. So check it out, man. Enjoy my convo. This one was a lot of fun. I know you guys are going to love it with Justin Big Pretty Willis right here on episode 91 of the Fight Podcast. Enjoy. Oh, man, it's uh, Sergio from the Fight Podcast, brother. How's everything going today? Uh, it's cool. It's kind of creepy because I gave you my real number and I gave a restricted number. I wasn't about to answer. But, uh, <laughs> I will this time because I know it was you. Man, bro, my bad, man. Hey, I, I do all my recording from my Skype. <laughs> So I got it all set up okay. on like the Skype recorder and whatnot, man. That's why I try to give you a heads up beforehand. I'm like, yo, I'm hitting you up from Skype. <laughs> it's 
Yeah, it's all good. What's cracking, man? Oh, bro, maintaining, man. Yo, first and foremost, brother, thank you so much for joining me today, man. It means a lot. Um, big fan of, of, you know, what I've seen from you in the last, you know, couple fights, couple years, seeing you compete and stuff, man. And more importantly, man, what I've seen from you on, um, even like on social media and like, the, like how much you speak out and stuff like that. And I definitely want to talk about that in a minute, man. But, um... Man, let let me know a little bit about your background. Again, you do have such an interesting, like you know, background. Um, and how did you go from literally playing football at San Jose State to being one of the best fighters in the world, especially fighting at one of the best fight gyms at AK? Um, I'm, I was never really a football player. Um, like that's just something you know. People they always trying to find labels and shit, you know, which is okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I know how. Uh, I know how people work. Uh, but I was never really a football player. I only played football uh, to get my education. I only played three years. I played up until I knew I can graduate. And then once I realized I can graduate and I could move on to doing what I was truly passionate about, and I was doing the whole time. I was working out the whole time uh, MMA. I was playing football. Really? People don't know that. Yeah, people don't know that. So I was training the whole time. So it was one of those things where every off season, I wouldn't, you know, you, you can you can talk to my coaches to this day from football. Um, I wouldn't show up to the summer workouts hmm. because I would be doing MMA. Now, since you were already in San Jose, were you always it was like AK the first place you went? You're like, yep, this is where I'm going right here, or like was it something? No, that... actually, originally I trained with Eugene Jackson in East Palo Alto from my home city. Okay, so okay. originally that that's that's where I trained with Eugene Jackson. And I did my jujitsu up in Half Moon Bay. So, uh, yeah, nah, I, I didn't. I didn't move into uh, AKA until 2012. Ah, okay. So, dude, what what is it? What actually brought you in, dude? My bad. I'm all horse this morning, man. I was over here jumping up and down at the bar, yelling, watching the fights last night. <laughs> Bro, I woke I'm up. Sorry, man, I'm struggling. <laughs> uh, all good, man. So, when did you start? Like, what what drew you? To MMA and one thing first and foremost man I think that's one of the most dope things that I've heard like yo fam like I play I play ball literally to get my education and you don't hear that enough and I love that I'm actually hearing yeah. that man because uh, my, my, my grandma told me a long time ago my grandma knew what I was at a very young age you know yeah uh, my grandma you know told me I was a special young man and she said that they always try to discredit you because of my IQ very young so she said, you're going to have to get an education so that they cannot disprove you. Hmm. They, they can, you, know, you know what I'm saying? They can't say you're just a dumb, uh, I'm going to say it, you're just a dumb nigga. Shut you your mouth. They can't say that to me. Yeah. Dude, that's... They can't say it. <laughs> no, and, and you know what's funny? That That's something also that unlike a lot of athletes especially combat sports and this is honestly one of the reasons i really wanted to start this type of show right because i wanted to actually not just humanize individuals but actually show people the stories and that we're not just all dumb jocks you know what i mean um yeah so listening to that is is, is dope and uh and it's like it comes across and again not just you know when you're in interviews especially even even to even up to your like your trash talk it's it's witty it's smart you know what i mean and you can see at times it frustrates individuals when you're going back and forth with them it's it's actually it's really hilarious when you actually look at it but you know you're Man, I, 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 i've been doing this since i've been seven years old 
a lot of these dudes was, you know, had mama's titty in their mouth when they were seven. I was on the streets. I was, I was, I was institutionalized at seven. Mm. You know, so it's, it's a whole another feel that these guys have never felt before in their life. I, I, I had to fight for my life very, very young. And it's not just talk. Right. And people could think it's just talk all they want to. That's until they step in there and they feel helpless. Dude, that's you know, so it's just one of those things where I've been doing this for so long that this is just natural. This is nature versus nurture with me. 100 percent. 100 percent, man. So what what was it that originally, like I said, you said you were, you know, doing whatever, you know, what brought you to MMA? Like, what was it that you were like? What was that moment? You're like, ah, that's it. I want to do that. God, God brought me here. That's it. That's all. I, I can't explain it anymore. This is this or this was just a, one of those divine intervention type things. Dope. Like Dope. you know, so he, he, like if you're not born a fighter, don't fight me. <laughs> that's that, I, I see. That's what's up, man. Um, in that case, so so you are at a kid. You are at one of widely regarded the best gyms in the world, man. What separates AK from every other gym? What is it that makes them so great? Uh, the individuals who were there, you know, the the, the individuals who, uh, it's like that iron sharpens iron thing. You know, my first day in AKA, I I went against DC and Kane. You know, got beat up my first few my first you know, few years. That's yeah. what I learned. But you know, so I mean, like people don't hear a lot about me from the past, and you know, that, and that that's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. But what I can say is, you know, I was there every single day. And every other heavyweight that I saw come through AKA, they're not there anymore. <laughs> so definitely like that, that consistency key. is key. Yeah, I mean I, I was there through their primes. I was their sparring partner doing their primes and I'm still here. Yeah. And now I'm entering my primes and I'm I'm the evolution. That's what's up, man. And now you and you can see it. That's that's something that I mean, being there, that has to be just even just from like osmosis, being in the room, watching these greats do your thing, it's only natural that like that. I mean, look at for instance last night. I was already I was already a great. Right. So like like so I, like the thing is, like, you know, you're either born a king or you're not, right? It's, it, it, like, it is, like it is what it is, right? You know what I mean? So no, absolutely. it's one of those things where I I was already but it, you know, I needed to be refined. I needed resources. You know, you, you get what I'm saying. So, no, 100%. like, like uh, I give them credit, but you can never give a man all the credit. And, and that's just a reality of you know being a man. No, you well, know, yeah. so uh, it's one of those things that they definitely helped the situation. But I was going to get there uh, no matter what. Dude, what is your when you're going into it? And again, I, I have I have some other you know non-fight related questions also, but going into it and again you do have a real specific mindset and you can see it man so going into your your your, your matches man when you see you know you're 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 studying you know and everything for you for your opponents you know what is your mindset going into each and every one of these these matches man destroy um my goal is essentially to make my opponent feel naked in there mm. that's it so whatever his gift is, I will take it. No matter what his gift is, I will take it away, and I might even use it. What, what, what's, what's that? What's that? You see, you remember X Men? Of course. What was the name of that? Uh, what was the name of the uh, the chick who would touch you and take your powers? Rogue. Rogue. Damn. 
And you know what's crazy is I'm from East. Are you, you know anything about the Bay Area? Uh, not not that much. Like I got some uh, some fam out there in San Jose though. I gotta go. So, I gotta. So one of the either. biggest one of the biggest words in my city where I come from is rogue. Okay. That's like that's like saying what's up, bro. You know what I mean? So that's one of those things where I feel like I don't really watch film on guys like that. Okay. I go there and I feel them out, and my IQ takes over. That's it. That's it. That's all. That's what's up, man. Um, and again, again, man, uh, for any of us who have not watched you compete, man, it, you definitely see that. I mean, you saw that a lot, even in that in the Mark Hunt fight. You know, um, you didn't allow him to get off. You were the one being first. You were the one getting off, and so you can definitely see that being. And people did not expect you to sit back and strike with him, and you did, and you outstruck him. You know? Yeah, man. So, and that's the thing. I played his game. Like, yeah. like again, man. Like it's not. It's not like recreating the wheel. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give away too many secrets until I retire, but you know it's one, it's one of those things where yeah, man, we ain't, we ain't here to recreate no damn wheel and already roll, baby. <laughs> um, so check it out, man. You are by far one of, if not one of the only outspoken athletes in MMA which is, who actually speaks about political and social issues. You know what I mean? People don't do that. People don't have the balls to sit back and actually do that a lot of times. When did you have that moment? And again, I, I kind of have an idea just in talking to you this short uh, amount of time, but when was that moment where you knew these things were important and they actually mattered to you? And um, and were you always like that aware? Was it something that for you, you know, growing up, you were always aware? Yeah, man, I was always aware because, you know, I, again, they can't blame me for my actions. I'll put this on record. Mm-hmm. They can't blame me for my actions because I grew up in their system. Yeah. Make sense? No. I grew up yeah. in their system. So whatever, however, you know, I overcame a lot. But however I talk, however I speak, it's because I had to endure their system. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and, and it's... It, Go ahead. No, I was saying, so do you see yourself, and, and again, doing that again, uh, like the posts and everything you put up, the and, and the, the quotes and things like that, and again, we're, we're definitely going to talk about the pretty theorem in a second, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's, do you look at yourself in doing that as being, and again, it's almost cliche as an athlete people saying this, but like, is it to be a role model? Is it just like, look, I'm, this is, this is me. This is who I am. I'm putting this out there because I need to put that, this, I know I want to, I need to. I feel like somebody got to do it, you know, yeah. like, so if, if, if nobody does it, then nothing will be ever be done, you know? So, and, and we live in a society. If, so number one is if a person is unwilling to speak freely, again, don't fight me. Mm-hmm. I, I've already spelled cowardice, <laughs> you know. So, and, and we're living in a society where people have willingly stepped into and live in an illusion. This is an illusion, yeah. and um, yeah, I refuse to do so. Dude, I I'm not gonna lie, man. I wish more athletes actually did that i mean you're getting it in some you know like nba you get it and stuff like that but combat sports you 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 don't you you don't see it you don't you don't have people actually taking stands actually speaking up and speaking out about certain things that legitimately matter you know so it's not all about the paycheck at times you know certain things like this is so it's just refreshing to see and i really hope and i wish that i that more individuals you know are able to do that man um yo uh, like I was saying, man, tell me about, and again, I thought this was interesting, and I want to throw it up to you, man, with this one. Tell me a little bit about the, the Pretty Theorem. 
the the pretty theorem is essentially just a illustration of how colonialism takes uh, how, how it happens mm-hmm. and how, how it happens everywhere you know it's, it's not a secret that uh, right now we're, we're living through so uh, i don't want to get too deep into it no, no, but no, i'll get no. a little deep <laughs> we're, we're, we're living in a british empire it is what it is yeah it is what it is caucasians run the world it is what it is people have to be honest about this I've traveled the world. I have seen it now. I've seen it with my own two eyes. And I know other people have seen it as well. And so, you know, you, you have it where people around the world that look like myself are being genocided off, being killed, being murdered, and nobody's saying nothing. Nobody's doing anything. And that's just a part of the system. And the Pretty Theorem just explains how that takes, how that takes course. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was looking at it, and again, I'm... I'm, I'm 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 mixed. I'm black and Puerto Rican, and uh, like I said, fam's from like no, you, you ain't mixed. You 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 brown. You all the way brown. All the way brown. One hundred percent. You you get what I'm saying? Like, oh that, yeah. That's how they that's how they get us. Yeah. Well, here's the, the thing. I, I understand that, but I said just in the terms of like I said, I, like I said, I got my my pops from Atlanta, but I was going back to Puerto Rico because in looking yeah. at that, watching what's currently happening, the way that their people are not trying to assist, they're forcing out yes. everybody from the island. And all they're yes. doing is going back and literally purchasing everything for dirt cheap. It's, it's all colonial. It's colonialism all over the place. I mean, I have family that doesn't even live in the it, on the island anymore. You know what I'm saying? I granted, I'm happy yes. to be back in the states. But when you look at it, you're like, fam, like I see what's happening. everywhere. So, and this is going on all over everywhere. the world, man. It's bananas. I mean, I've been Australia. See, yeah. that, there's, there's different levels of colonialism, right? So. Yeah. Places like Britain, obviously, that's a full circle, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, right? You go to places like Ireland with the Trois Pygmies, yeah. right? You know, the leprechauns. Yeah. It's a full circle. I just got back from the Czech Republic where the Crusades happened. Yep. With the, and they kill off all the Moors. Full circle. I've, I've, I've been to Australia. It's more at the beginning stages where you still see the people, the individuals that are aboriginal with the actual phenotypes, original phenotypes of the original people. Yeah. Like I, I got pictures with them, talk to them. And so I, I'm really happy I got to talk to them before they're, they're, they're literally murdered off. Mm-hmm. Literally. Right. So you got, and you got places like America where we're about halfway through, we're halfway around the only reason, the only way that's going to save us is the people start standing up and speaking. 100%. That's it. That's all. Yeah. But we know who the original people are. It's kind of like this, man. If I take a seat and I, I take a shovel and I uproot the earth, I plant that seed. And when I cover that seed, that seed is covered by complete darkness before it arises out of the ground. Yeah. Everything originates from darkness. Including the seed. So people have to realize exactly what's going on through eugenics, through genocide. Brown people are being calculated, murdered off. They're doing it. They're they're doing it. They're doing a, it sounds very morbid me saying like this, but they're doing an excellent job at doing it. Dude. But it's very calculated. I'm telling you, man, you sound like the conversations I have with my buddies all the time, man. It, it, it's something yeah, that it, it's 
it's heartbreaking to see, especially the more you actually go back and you read books and you actually find out actual history that's going on. And you realize a lot of the history that we were taught as kids growing up isn't reality. You know, no. it, it, it's um, it, it truly is his story. You know, when you look at certain yeah. things, and um, and in fact, I mean, I'm I'm reading um, uh, this this one book on uh, on Latin history, and it's it's incredible when you look at how people we don't even especially as americans we don't even show love to the africans and the and the latin people of latin descent and how long they've been here and what they've been doing and the greatness that was here people make it seem like it was nothing oh the europeans came here and all of a sudden they like saved the world nah man there was entire societies over here um and the mayans it's crazy. Yeah, a, a lot of them. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things where we have to realize. So I, I look at a Mexican. The number one is there's no such thing as a motherfucking Mexican. No. Right? right? So there's no such thing as a, a, a to be honest, with a Puerto Rican. Mm-mm. There's no such thing as a, a, a none of these. These yeah. were all names that were given by the colonizers. Mm-hmm. So number one is in order to overcome the colonizer, we have to first get over the colonizer mindset. So we have to rebuke these names. Mm-hmm including the name black. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. number one is black is without color. Right? So that's number one. That, 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 and plus, you look at your skin right now, you ain't black. No. Nah. You are literally brown. Mm-hmm. Literally. Oh, 100%. Literally yeah. brown. Yeah. The word black and the word white, because we, we got to understand we're in a spiritual war. This is not people that like, that, that, that's the reason why they have, you, they have people so spiritually dead walking around like robots because they understand the people up very top, they believe in all the shit. They know the truth. Mm-hmm. They know that the, the, the spiritual realm is real. They know. Yeah. So that's why they hold it back. So the, the reason why they call you black and white is because every time you call yourself black, you put the spell on yourself. Hmm. <laughs> black right. denotes so... evil. Nah, black denotes okay. death. Yeah. White denotes light. Bright, white denotes life. White denotes, you, you get what I'm saying? All-knowing. Yeah, absolutely. White. So, so these are things that, these are, these are little mental mind games and mind wars that they do. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's true. That we and, have to conquer And real quick, man, that book that I was telling you about is called uh, Open Veins of Latin History, man. Uh, get a chance. I, I yeah. It might be something you might enjoy, man. It's kind of... It's a pretty, pretty dope, dope read, man. But it, it, it really is that, and and you're right. And I'm glad you actually said that because again, I've, I, I always have identified myself. Again, I'm, I'm, you know, Puerto Rican and, and black. But when you say say it that yeah. way, man, it's just like you're right, man. My my ancestors are a mix of Africans and the natives, you know, from yeah. there. And even again, exactly, one hundred percent. And that is and again why, I'm, yes, sir. Have you ever seen a slave ship? Have I ever seen one? Yes. I don't believe so. No. Yeah, no. Have you ever seen a picture of a real slave ship? No. It's like, like I'm talking about, uh, come on, man. That should tell you enough. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's that simple. I, you, you feel me? Yeah. When I tell people that, it's like an automatic, what the fuck? Fam, you had me thinking about it. I'm over here looking up. I'm like, wait, what? I was like, I haven't. I really had to think about it. I'm like, yo, this is bananas. 
Wow. Yeah. So the, 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 these are things that people just don't think about. Like 100%. And, you know, I, I, I'm about to post a post where, you know, my, uh, my, uh, Martin Luther King, he said, you know, the Negro finds himself exiled in his own land. Like, this, this is not like pan-Africanism. This is about we, me actually explaining to people that there's nothing wrong with Brown being the original people. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Yeah. There was a reason why eugenics, there's a reason why Planned Parenthood is here to kill off the original seed. Uh, Eddie Griffith said it pretty perfectly. He said, um, uh, a brown and a brown person can create an albino, could create a white person. Mm-hmm. But a white person and a white person can't create a nigga that I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these, these, these are just facts. That's true. These are just facts, man. And these are the facts that our people just can't grasp because we have bought into the colonization through engineered mind control, subconscious and conscious mind, mind games and mind wars. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, overcome it. I'm somebody that um, like weekly, like one day a week, I, I, I make a point to like shop all black. Other day I, I make a sure I shop like all you know Latin and stuff like that because I want to make sure I'm keeping the dollar in our community. How do yes. you feel we should go ahead as a people and again it just just because again i think a lot of people don't really understand this right and these are conversations that unfortunately one they should be having but it makes people uncomfortable right um yes don't make me uncomfortable at all i love these conversations uh <laughs> um no, it's all good. for you how would you like how do you feel people should get the, that how how do as a people we get that pride that we get that knowledge how would you sit how does that happen so how do people get that that knowledge and that you know that pride and and understanding you know because again the things that you're speaking to are again it it it, it becomes of a lot you know it's, it's pride it's knowledge it's knowing who you really are and again a lot of us like you said exactly. don't don't know who we are how how would you suggest those things how do we start getting that mentality into our community so it's actually again because that's infectious that power is infectious. When I watched Kamaru Usman win a championship last night, and he's talking about Africa, man, they, it, it it gave me even a sense of pride, right? How yes. does how does that how does how do we plant we that seed? We have to stop going on their schedule. Mm. So even Kamaru Usman, more power to that brother, man. Like you know, I'm really happy for that brother, yeah, but this is on their schedule. Yeah, this is because that they can control the market. There, mm-hmm. they're moving in. Oh, what? Hey, you heard right? Dana last brother, night say it. What did he say? Last night, Dana was saying, um, he was like, oh, man, we got a deal, uh, a TV deal in Africa. It's doing really well. <laughs> he was talking yeah, about man. TV deal. I was like, ah. Yeah, that, 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 that they're moving in. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're moving in at their schedule. This is what they do. This is what they've always done. The, 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 test, the test plot of land was South Africa. Mm-hmm. That was the test. Yeah. Yeah. That was a test. They're figuring out weaknesses. They're figuring out strengths. They're figuring out who they can corrupt. They're, and then they move in. Kamar Usman, more power to him than he won, but that's who they're going to use. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. And, you know, and, he, and, and he's not going to garner any type of power there. You, you make, that makes sense? No. I, he's just going to be a pawn. You know, and, and, and again, 
I'm not hating. You know, he's a world champion, and I'm so happy that he did it, man. I am. But I understand business. Yeah. And I understand how history works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is how they do it. No, that, that's, that's, you're right, man. But, okay, so, because I have a couple more st- things for you, man. I want to switch gears slightly, all right? Um, okay. I've heard you say that you're not a fighter. You're an artist. I think yeah. I know what you mean, but could you do me a favor and explain it to people who may not understand? Um, if you watch me fight, I'm not in there on nerves. I'm not in there on ego. I'm not in there on pride. I'm I'm in there creating a masterpiece. <laughs> I'm in there flowing. You know, it's something like a, I'm not sure because I didn't get a chance to meet Picasso and these guys, or you know, I didn't get a chance to meet like Langston Hughes and yeah. people like that. You know, I, I wish I would have, but I, I didn't. But I'm sure when they were making their masterpieces, they were in the flow. And I feel like that's what I offer in mixed martial arts: a flow. So, so would you consider that to be your like martial arts philosophy? Yeah, I mean, I guess if you want to relate it to anybody, it'd be like, be like water, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't like to, you know, give too much credit <laughs> to Bruce Lee because you know, you know, they always try to give our mindset to other uh, ethnicities. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I would say that you know, if anything, kind of, or you know, yeah, I think I would say more, be like water, man. And I feel like that's what that's my specialty. That's what makes me me. You know, it's just my my ability to adapt. Absolutely, absolutely. No, and you, again, it, it's something that. And and go and actually just kind of going into the next question, man, because you do seem you're somebody who does always seem very calm and centered when you're in there. And mental health is has really been a hot topic, you know, these days, especially yeah. you know leading up to you know everything. Um, with the talk of mental health, with all the emotions from camp and training and, and selling a fight, how do you balance it all? And and what do you feel is the you know how do as an as an athlete. You know, and again, as as a as someone who lives in this society, how do you pretend to balance all of that? By by living in reality. <laughs> it's easy <laughs> when you live in reality and you're not being, you know, you know, I'm not I don't postulate, you know, I tell people what's on my mind all the time. So um and I'm not afraid of death. Okay. So um, it's one of those things where in that combination, you know, you get realness, you know, so um I just do me. So I guess that's the easiest way to explain that. It's just, it just be me. Absolutely. Be, when, you, when people are them, that's stress-free. Have you ever utilized any type of therapy or meditation of any sort? I, I, do, I do yoga. Okay. Okay. How often do you do that? Yeah, I, I, I do about three, four times a week. Okay. I, during camp, I, you know, during camp, it fluctuates. I go when I feel like it, when I have time mm-hmm. throughout my training. and uh, But, you know, like I said, man, this, this game... It's not, it's not all physical. Right. Right? So when I see guys, oh, I'm going to grind, I'm going to grind. Yeah, man, you're grinding yourself into a pulp. And if you don't, I will when you get in the cage with me. You know, <laughs> so it's one of those things where there is this, there's more to it. There's so much more to this to this game. There is. You know, and a lot of people are just not artists. They're not. They're in there fighting. They're in there because their daddy told them to. Curtis Blades. Uh, they're, they're in there because you, you know what I mean, because they, because they, you know they feel like this is their only option. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I could stop right now and go on a, on a on a on a speaking tour right now. You know, so it's one of those things where like this is not like I love it. Mm-hmm. That's why I do it. 
about to say, well, if you do that, man, let me know. I'm signing up. <laughs> I'm there, man. <laughs> but you, you, you get what I'm saying. So no, these absolutely. Dudes, do this because have to it's not and it's not because they love it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like you know that's this is something like i've been fighting since i've since on some real shit i've been fighting for a long time so i've grown to love it like i really have like so I, I love to compete in this way i love to fight fight right Right. And, and you know what, man, that makes a difference when you when you're going in there. And again, you see the joy in every aspect you do, man. And speaking of joy, man. <laughs> hey, man, why is Tattoo Avasa so mad, man? Because I'm the best. I'm the greatest. <laughs> what, 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 like, what did he be mad to by going in and beat up your daddy? You know, this is one of those things where, you know, um, he got knocked out. And that tells you how much I'm in his mind. If after you get knocked out, you call out me. That doesn't make sense. Like it, it, it's really ignorant, and I understand that the promotion back. I understand, bro. I understand business. I understand. Yeah. Right. It's one of those things where I know Mick Maynard is from Australia. I know that they're trying to build up Australian martial arts. I know that in America, um, they don't push the American brown uh, uh, fighters, but Not they're quick to push brown fighters from abroad because they come. They don't come with the struggle. Yeah. They yeah. don't come with, you, you get what I mean? So oh. like, this is, I, I understand the game completely, so they can't trick me. Mm-hmm. And, and that this is what they're figuring out and when they're finding out. I'm on a whole nother level. And yeah. so you have a guy like him who is driven by pride and ego. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He'll get murdered fucking with me. Yeah. Well, and, and, and all, that, all, that, all, all that West Side stuff he do, that come <laughs> from here. Yeah. Yeah, hey, hey, I think people don't get that too. Black, black culture here in America is, or not even black culture, I say African American culture, whatever you want to call it, you know, uh, the brown, black, and brown, brown culture, culture, the brown culture from yeah. here. Yeah, the brown culture from here, we dictate the culture around the world. And it's Everywhere. funny. We, we really do. Our music, our style, the way we speak, everything dictates culture. And it's everything. Funny, man, and it's funny, even in the terms, and again, this is one of the major reasons I actually started this podcast was because when I looked around at the even the sports the, the media landscape and again I'm somebody who's competed you know unfortunately I wasn't able to go pro but again I competed I've been in there I love the game but I looked around and I looked at the media realm and I'm like why aren't there more people like me talking about it dude I'm, I'm from Chicago I'm from the city I'm, I'm right here I'm from the like you know the urban Chicago oh, you're from the you're from place from Oh, dude, yeah, man. I mean, look, I'm from here. In fact, I <laughs> I know some of his coaches. I never met Buddy, so hey, I I have, I have no no skin in the game with him. So whatever. <laughs> yeah, he about to but, get he about to get his ass whipped. But yeah, that, that, that's a part of the whole colonization. Absolutely. Like absolutely. You, that, now, you see little little white kids wearing do rags and shit. Yo, nobody saying see that on IG yesterday, man. I swear, I saw that on yeah, IG. Yeah, man. They, they said they're trying to get their flow. That, that's a part of the sickness. <laughs> that's a part of the sickness, man. That's literally a part of sickness. And instead of our people standing up and saying, no, this yeah. would not be, ha- this, this, this could not happen. We do like we have done historically and we put our tail in between our legs and we just laugh along with them yeah. while they steal everything. No, that's true. That, that's, 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 that's the same thing about Woodley. I, I, I got to keep a 100% with Woodley. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm, I'm a big fan. I think he's a great fighter, but you know, we're how he used to stand things yeah. and how he does not stand anymore that hurt me yeah it really hurt me man 
I noticed it more this fight than ever. He no no. It's been a progression. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If to me, it was very noticeable after this this fight, especially when they were talking about Kobe to him, and he was saying, "Hey, man, he just got to fit in. Like, don't 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 rock the boat." And I was like, "Ooh, like, bro, what's that? Like, that's that's not what I expect from him, you know." So it kind of hurt my heart. But but no, I feel you. It it definitely does that, man. But yo, I I, I thank you so much for being gracious this time. I got one more thing for you, and again, it is towards your next opponent, right? Um, you are fighting Curtis Blades coming up in your next fight. Um, obviously, I'm not going to get into your game plan and things like that. But after this, after this fight and after you beat Curtis Blades, how how long until, like I said, you see, how, what do you see for yourself in the heavyweight picture in the UFC? I mean, you got a stacked, like I said, you got a bunch of great ones at, at your gym currently. You know, guys are moving out. How long until you're the one holding that top spot? Man, I, I don't know. You know, only God can tell that. But what I can, what I can tell you is, I will go down as the greatest of all time. That's what's up, man, dude. I, man, I think that's a great place to stop right there. There it is, man. <laughs> Yo, there it is, right there. We gonna put a button on that one, man. That's what's up. Yo, uh, Justin Willis, brother. Thank you so much for your time today, man. Like, I really do appreciate it. Honestly, this was like this is one of the like I've I've enjoyed this conversation. You know, and I've done I've done I've been doing this for a year now. This is one of my favorite conversations, man. So, thank you so much. Appreciate it. And I hope we get to do this again sometime in the future, man. Yeah, man. Hit me up, man. Oh, 100%, brother. Hey, like I said, I, I'm going to warn you before next time, too, so it ain't just some creepy, like, saw number or something, man. <laughs> All right, brother. Hit me up, man. Yes, sir. All right, brother. Uh, good luck with everything you got coming up, man, and that's okay. We'll wrap soon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Peace out. All right, man. Yep. Braca. All right, man. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. And, uh, yo... That was my conversation with Justin Big Pretty Willis, man. Um, And look, this is the Fight Podcast. I want to thank Justin so much, man, for joining me on today's show. Like I said, man, if you haven't already, check him out. Look at some of his old fights, but definitely be ready. March 23rd in Nashville, Tennessee. Go ahead and check him out, man. He's going to be facing uh, Curtis Razorblades, man. It's going to be an incredible fight, man. Um... But yeah, so that was, like I said, our conversation. This is episode 91 of the Fight Podcast. I'm Serge Vicente, man. Thank you guys, as always, for for joining me on today's episode. Um, We will be back soon. Like I said, Brandon Camille is coming back on this week. We're going to go ahead and break down all the boxing action that's coming up, especially with the huge fight that we have on the horizon with Errol Spence and um, and Mikey Garcia. I'll also be back with all the MMA news of the week, and I will also be breaking down this weekend's card headlined by the Black Beast, Derek Lewis and Junior Dos Santos, man. So we will be back very soon for that. But with that being said, remember... Each and every week, the Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off of your first three months. 
Remember the Follow Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast and follow me at Serge Vicente. Support the show. Check me out on the website, thefightpodcast.com. Thank you guys so much again for listening. Thank you once again to Justin Willis for joining me on today's episode. And I will see you guys next time right here on the Fight Podcast. Peace out.